the most schoolish of greetings to every single one of you. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your day. It is absolutely appreciated. Those tunes you just heard, as always, are courtesy of the amazing Bobby Mackey. And I, of course, am your host, Tessa Morrow. I must ask you a question. What do you get if you mixed roasted barleys, brewer's yeast, water, barley, hops, and roast malt extract? Ah, yes, that's the stuff. Guinness. It's been around for over 263 years. This wonderful beer we all know and love was established in 1759 by the amazing Arthur Guinness who for quite some time was the richest man in Ireland. He starts the brewing process at St. James. No doubt it's the best-selling alcoholic beverage in Ireland. It's neat seeing just how Guinness got bigger and more successful. So in 1868, they produced 350,000 barrels. In 1876, it goes up to 779,000 barrels. And by October of 1886... The people can knock in enough of the amazing stout, or in my case, the extra stout, and they average in sales of 1.138 million barrels a year. Several years ago, a study found that stouts like our Irish friend Guinness could possibly have an additional benefit to one's health by reducing harmful cholesterol on artery walls. Looks like I better stock up on some Guinness. Now, honestly, I'm more a lager gal myself, but I've been known to have quite the collection of Irish car bombs in my day. I remember when I lived in Denver, which was a long time ago. Now I never even go there. But when I did live in Denver, I would always go to this neat little hole-in-the-wall bar. It was kind of more like Arvada area. And I remember I loved going to that bar. Every night after work, me and my coworkers, we would go, just relax. We They had this like $1 and $2 beer special. We would get that. Then we would do an Irish car bomb. And for those who've never tried it, you really should. It's just a mug of Guinness, basically. And they mix a shot of Bailey's with some whiskey and drop the shot and you drink it immediately. And oh boy, I've had my fair share. <laughs> now, while Arthur may have had a successful brewery and a ton of money, you know, remember, one of the wealthiest people, He and the Guinness family sure went through hard times. Some believe that the family is cursed. Now, we all have shit that happens to us, right? I mean, we all lose people we love. Perhaps get fired from your dream job. You know, have a fight with your friend. You're not friends anymore, whatever. You have a string of bad luck. Everything is going wrong. Can't get worse. Oh, wait. Yes, it can. In June of 1761, Arthur marries Olivia Whitmore. Together they experience an extreme pain and heartbreak when Olivia suffers 11 miscarriages. I mean, that's just gut-wrenching. They do succeed in having 10 children. Nine actually grew up into adulthood. In 1932, Brian Guinness is devastated when his wife Diana, one of the notorious Mitford sisters, is caught having an affair with Sir Oswald Mosley. The following year, she leaves him for Mosley and marries him. Hitler attends their big special day, and apparently one of the Mitford sisters was like 
obsessed and in love with Hitler. So there you go. On the sixth day of November of 1944, Walter Edward Guinness, Brian's father, who was the British minister resident of the Middle East and a dear friend of Winston Churchill, is being driven by a chauffeur. They are on the way back to his house in Cairo. As they enter the property, while still in the car, they see two mysterious men, men that are out of place, men that simply do not belong. Within seconds, they are surrounded and they are under attack. The chauffeur, he is shot in the chest and death is instantaneous. Guinness, also referred to as Lord Moyne, is shot at several times. He is quickly taken to the hospital, but dies after being operated on. The two assassins, thankfully, do not get too far in their escape, and they are apprehended. They were identified as members of an extreme underground organization known as Lohame Herut Yisrael, meaning Fighters for the Freedom of Israel. Aside from the miscarriages, this would be the first huge tragedy of the Guinness family, but it would certainly not be the last. The following year, in 1945, just weeks before World War II ends, Edward Guinness is killed in action. Patrick Brown Guinness, also referred to as Tara, was well-loved and had a lot of friends in high places, like really high places, like the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, David Bowie, and the Rolling Stones, just to name a handful. Well, one fateful day on December 18th, 1966, Patrick, he is in southwest London. He's going about 100 miles an hour in his Lotus when he loses control and slams right into a parked van. Despite life-saving efforts being performed on him, it's no use and he does die at the hospital. Patrick was only 21 years old. Traveling with him that fateful day was his girlfriend, a model named Suki Podier. Now, miraculously, Suki, she escapes death and even injury that day, but would eventually meet her end in Portugal in another car accident, this one taking place in 1988, her husband dies in that accident as well, upon Patrick's death. His friend John Lennon said this, I was reading the paper one day, the Guinness heir who killed himself in a car. Lennon read the coroner's reports, the, his findings, if you will, regarding Guinness's death, all while composing music at his piano. Fellow Beatle fans, this is when the song, A Day in the Life, was born. He blew his mind out in a car. He didn't realize that the lights had changed. A crowd of people stood and stared. Now, in 1997, Paul McCartney, I love Paul McCartney, he denies this song was about Guinness, but about a politician who actually committed suicide. But in a book published in 2021, so just last year, titled The Lyrics, McCartney does open up about the song and does say that it was, in fact, about their friend, Patrick Guinness. Nobody was ready to join me. 
So John Lennon started the song. He began it. It was his idea, I believe, and handed the reins over to McCartney, and McCartney then completed that song. So that was both of their song together. So kind of neat for sure. In 1975, another loss, when Ross McWhorter was brutally murdered after being shot to death by the Irish Republican Army. While he may not have been an actual Guinness, he was the co-founder and co-editor of the Guinness Book of World Records. And if there is ever such a thing of a year of bad luck, well, 1978 proved to be exactly that for the Guinness family. Tragedy after tragedy occurs. These are not in order as I share them. Now, the first one is Lady Henrietta. She experiences a near-death experience when her and her boyfriend Michael are going for a ride one day in his Aston Martin when they experience a horrific crash in the French Rivera. This leaves her horribly injured and she never heals completely from those injuries, and she sadly grows into this intense, deep depression. Now, after a few failed marriages, she settles down and she gets involved with this man named Luigi Marinori, and they go to Italy. They have a child together, but this is not enough to ease the depression that haunts her. And one day, she goes to the Ponte del Torre Bridge, and she lunges herself off it and falls to her death. Luigi and her said their vows to one another on February 3rd of 1978, and she committed suicide shortly after that on May 3rd, 1978. Someone heard her at one point say, if I had been poor, I would have been happy. And it's true, especially in Lady Henrietta Guinness's case, money sometimes cannot buy true happiness. The second incident, again, this takes place in 1978. John Guinness is in a horrific car accident. And while he is able to walk away from it, his son, four-year-old Peter Guinness, sadly does not. And he dies due to those injuries. In 1978, the third thing, an unidentified Guinness family member dies at the age of 17 due to a drug overdose. Still here in 1978, my friends. Now, the family already experienced the untimely deaths of Lady Henrietta, little Peter, and another beloved family member. The heartbreak comes with full force. A little backstory, though. Maureen Guinness was a woman who absolutely adored the social life. She was a social butterfly. No crime in that. But it kind of got her not paying attention to her children as much as maybe she should have. We'll fast forward to her daughter, Lady Caroline Blackwood. She goes through several marriages and she has an unstable home for her children. What her mother gave to her, she passed on to her children too, unfortunately. Well, fast forward a little more. Lady Caroline has a daughter named Natalia. She is 18 years old and in the bathroom sitting on the toilet with what I believe she was shooting up heroin. And it said she falls as doing this and hits her head where I believe it knocked her out. But that hit to the head proves to be fatal as she falls into the bathtub, which unfortunately is filled with water and she drowns. Like, 
that is just horrifying. I mean, she's 18 years old and oh, just so incredibly heartbreaking. And the final Guinness debt for 1978 is Major Denny's Guinness. He is found dead in a Hampshire cottage. The day before his body was found, he was arrested and interrogated by law enforcement about possible firearms offenses. His death is believed to have been from a drug overdose. I found an old article during my research regarding this death. It was titled, No Curse on Us, says Guinness Family Head, and it reads, Mr. Jonathan Guinness, chairman of the brewing giant and one of the heads of the enormous family yesterday, shrugged off suggestion, the family curse, when told the third relative had died within the last two months. Major Denise Guinness, aged 44, was found dead in bed on Tuesday, just two months after Lady Henrietta Guinness plunged her death off an Italian aqueduct. Last month, another relative, Natalia, aged 18, was found dead at a Chelsea flat after a suspected drug overdose. Jonathan Guinness, aged 48, had not heard of the latest tragedy when he arrived at work today when told of Major Guinness's death. He said, I did not know him or what relation he has to me. I think he was of some relation. He dismissed any suggestion of a family curse. I see no connection between each one and the others. It is the way the law of average works. If you have a big family and for 10 years not much happens, then you can get two years with a lot happening. I am not particularly superstitious. Major Guinness, who was separated from his wife, died the day after he had been arrested in a Hampshire pub car park, following reports of a man brandishing a gun. He had been taken to the local police station, charged with two firearms offenses, and given bail. He returned to his parents' home at Halsey Bottom, Hampshire, early on Tuesday, and was later found dead. Police were yesterday waiting for a pathologist's report into his death. Major Guinness was a direct relative of Arthur Guinness, who started the brewing firm. He left the army to become a business consultant. Lady Henrietta Guinness, aged 35, died in May at Spoleto, north of Rome. We now leave the train wreck of 1978 and we jump right into 1986. Mary Jennifer Guinness is kidnapped and held for ransom for eight days before she is located and safely returned to her distraught family. One day, John Guinness arrives home after a long day of hard work at the Dublin Bank Guinness and Mahone, when, to his horror, he sees his beloved wife and sweet daughter tied up. He himself then experiences a vicious attack. He is pistol-whipped and tied up as well. While him and his daughter are left there, the perpetrators turn kidnappers as they take Mary away. This is, I mean, like, my worst nightmare. This is a lot of people's worst nightmare, being taken against your will, not knowing who's taking you, what they're capable of, why they're taking you, where you're going, what will be done to you. Will you make it out alive? What will you endure? Thankfully, though, Mary survives the horrifying ordeal and she is reunited with her family. Her husband, John, will die two years later, but more on that in just a moment. That very same year in 1986, Olivia, heiress to Guinness Brewing and banking fortune, dies while attending Oxford Christ Church College due to a heroin overdose. 
The people involved with providing the heroin to Olivia was none other than her best friend Rosie and her own blood, her cousin, Sebastian Guinness. He was sent to four months in prison for that. Not too sure about Rosie. Didn't see if she did any time. She should have. If Sebastian did, she should have too. She should have gotten at least four. Now, Olivia, she died in Count Gottfried von Bismarck's room. He was notorious for throwing these huge lavish parties, these uh, sex parties, if you will, these swingers. Well, the death shook him. For a little while, he cried, saying that he will be a changed man, that Olivia shouldn't have died, and that it just traumatized him. And I'm going to go clean, I swear. Well, that did not stick. He got worse. Olivia will not be the only death Bismarck will be connected to. In 2006, a guest of his fell to his death from the Count's roof terrace. The following year, Bismarck himself would be found dead. And it was a shocking scene. His arm was completely blackened. Supposedly, he injected himself with cocaine once an hour, every hour, for a day straight. The medical examiner announced that Bismarck had the greatest amount of cocaine in his system than any body he had ever seen in his extremely long career as the M.E. With all the drugs running through his veins, his heart simply cannot take it, and he suffers a heart attack caused by drug dependency and an extreme overdose. In 1988, John Guinness, husband to Mary, who was kidnapped two years earlier, may have survived the attack during the kidnapping, but sadly he dies while visiting Snowden Mountain as he falls uh, hundreds of feet to his death. October 30th, 1998, Sheelan, niece of Guinness heir, Earl of Ives, is ready to celebrate her mother's birthday. She was planning on taking several of her younger cousins on a horse carriage ride as part of the festivities for the day. Now, she was an experienced horse handler and had driven the horse carriage safely many a times without any crazy event happening. But that fateful, unfortunate day, somehow, for some reason, her horse becomes spooked. And to this very day, the culprit behind that has never been identified. You know, at first, things are normal to begin with. But then, out of nowhere, the horse takes off like a bat out of hell. It speeds towards a bend, and she is thrown from the carriage and is sadly crushed to death by the wagon. Thankfully, there were witnesses around who at least give the authorities somewhat of an idea of what took place that horrific day. People witnessed the woman frantically trying to rein the horse, but it's to no use. Someone was quoted saying, quote, She was pulling on the reins. Her arms were fully extended, trying to control the horse, but I knew the horse would not make the bend. A local farmer was behind the carriage for a while, and then he decides to pass her. The lady who was driving smiled at me for passing slowly. As they exchange friendly greetings, he notices a dog sitting right next to her, and all was well, until it wasn't. I realized that if it did not slow down, it would not make the bend that it was approaching. A telephone engineer witnesses the crash as well. I saw the caravan being pulled up against a hedgerow and flipped straight over. I saw someone being thrown out of the caravan. Coroner Masters releases his findings. 
The horse slowed down, but dragged the caravan along its side for a distance. There were no other vehicles in the vicinity, no bright lights or loud sounds. The whole thing is heartbreaking. I mean, it was supposed to be a day of celebrating a person's life, in this case the mother, and it turns into a tragic day of mourning one's death, in this case the daughter. In 2005, a man that was married to Lord Moyne's daughter dies from a heart attack while sleeping. And it's believed he possibly took drugs during a party, goes to sleep afterwards, and just dies. And the most recent tragedy occurred just a couple years ago, 2020, when a sweet girl that was a granddaughter of Benjamin Guinness is killed in a freak accident while attending a family barbecue at the Guinness Mansion. She decided to just innocently go for a swim in the pool, take a load off, cool off, enjoy the water, having fun with her family. Everything was great. Shortly after, her brother notices that she is lying unconscious at the bottom of the pool. As she is pulled out, they discover that she suffered a broken shoulder and brain injuries, and she is taken to the hospital, and despite life-saving measures, she dies six days later. She was just a baby. She was only 19 years old. Now, besides all these tragedies, many other Guinness family members met sad ends, some dying penniless, a couple would die in mental institutions. I believe these were some of the grandchildren. So, is this family, the Guinness family, really in the center of a curse? Or are they a family who has had their fair share of heartbreak and tragedy and incidents happening? Like many, if not all, families do, right? But since they're famous, we just all know about it. Regardless of what you believe, the Guinnesses are a strong family and remain in our hearts and tummies today. I salute you, Guinnesses, beer, and family. You have been the center of reunions, get-togethers, fun nights, drunken mornings, and so much more. And guess what? Guinness is not going anywhere. They will continue to do so. They will continue to be here. So I have you in my hand right now, extra stout. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Listen to the others. They're all pretty awesome. Haven't heard every single one yet? Really, there's no need to cry. Just head on over to any of those podcast platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Owltel, Player FM, wherever you may roam to listen to your other podcasts. You'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking in the background. This week's special city shoutouts go to Haraltor, Switzerland, Gulfport, Mississippi, Ironton, Ohio, Redditch, England, and Marysville, Washington. You guys, as always, it is greatly appreciated. Thank you for stopping by. Do you have an idea for a topic in an episode? Let me know. I love suggestions and recommendations. Thank you, everybody, and we will see you next week.